Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Major changes uh, within the Canadian Armed Forces coming up. Chief of Defence Staff General John Vance announced the military will review uniforms, badges, flags, ceremonies, drills, and so on to confirm they're all welcoming to women, the disabled, Indigenous people, gays, and transgender. It's part of the military's diversity strategy action plan. We'll talk to Sergeant Major Barry Westholm about this. Later on today, 30-plus years in Canada's military and a former member of the disbanded Canadian Airborne Regiment, He's been a guest on this program on a number of occasions, and I've talked to Barry about that uh, story this morning. And he said there must be changes, but thoughtful changes. So uh, look forward to hearing what he has to say. Violent threats against U.S. President Donald Trump. Snoop Dogg shoots a pistol, a toy pistol, at a clown dressed as Trump and assassinates him in a music video. And when Donald Trump criticized Snoop Dogg and other rapper Bow Wow, tweeted a crude remark at the president and uh, threatened to pimp Melania and make her work for them. I would think that Snoop Dogg and Bow Wow should have been paid visits by the Secret Service. By now, Kristen Tate will join us on that story. She's a columnist with The Hill and Fox News Network contributor, and she's rated among the top 25 Republicans under the age of 25 in the United States. Kelly Leach, running for Prime Minister of Canada, of course, running, first of all, for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. She's with us uh, next hour, and I want to talk to Dr. Leach about her Canadian values test, find out what kind of reaction she's had that uh, or, or to, to that aspect of her campaign over the last several months. It was, it was greeted by... Uh, really polar opposite points of view. Um, many people saying it's, it was a responsible thing to do, the right thing to do. Other thing, people saying absolutely not, and that includes some of her her uh, fellow candidates for the Conservative Party leadership and said that is bigoted and it's racist and it's uh, inappropriate. Well, I found it interesting. One of the reasons I want to speak to her about that, and I want to speak to Kelly Leach about the migrants crossing into Canada from the United States, what she would do if she were the prime minister, also M103, what she feels about that particular motion. But I want to talk to Kelly Leach about the issue of Canadian values because the Prime Minister of the Netherlands just elected, re-elected to office a few days ago in an open letter to all Dutch people, which was carried in the country's major newspapers, said words to the effect of, if newcomers cannot become comfortable and adjust to our way of life, then they should leave. Now, I would think that would be much more challengeable, if you will, or it would be a, a, an issue that would be considered to be inappropriate more so than, I, than maybe um, Kelly Leach's Canadian values test. I don't know how you'll feel about it, but I want to ask Dr. Leach about that. There's been virtually nothing said about what the Dutch prime minister said, and it's been assumed, and I've, I've read a, at least a dozen stories on this, that he was directing his uh, statements at Muslims in the Netherlands 
and uh, trying to cut into the appeal of Eric Wilders, who did not win the election. But uh, we'll, we'll get into all of that a little later on the show. Now, yesterday we spoke with Kevin O'Leary, who was also running for the leadership of the Conservative Party. He was late getting to us, but we did have about seven minutes to speak to Mr. O'Leary about a number of issues. Not all the issues I wanted to, but we had an opportunity to cover a number of issues. And it began, of course, with the concern that he'd expressed a few days ago that there were people buying memberships in the Conservative Party of Canada with untraceable credit cards, and, uh, and, and they shouldn't be members, and they probably would be voting against him, and the insinuation was, by extension, that it might have been another candidate for the leadership of the Conservative Party. And what happened after Mr. O'Leary made his remarks is Maxime Bernier called him a loser. So we had a chance to talk to Kevin O'Leary yesterday. Here's a little bit of how that went. It's about six and a half minutes. Have a listen to it, and then I'll have a couple of questions for you on The Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. You challenged the Conservative Party on the way that some individuals were being registered as party members with uh, untraceable credit cards that was not going to augur well for you. Turned out that you were correct, some 1,351 individuals. What does that mean to your campaign, and what does that say about the party and the, and, and the people in the party? I think we're all, as, as candidates, going to set politics aside on this issue because we as a party and as a leadership race in progress need everybody to know in Canada, in every party, and those watching Canada from the outside, that this race is built on the pillar of integrity. There is no tolerance, zero tolerance for fraudulent vote rigging, zero. And so we have now gone through this process to look through the list. We found these errors or these fraudulent votes or whatever you want to call them. What we need now is to know with certainty is the list is finalized on the 28th of this month, that every single name is clean. That is paramount for everybody. You do not want to start the mandate of the new leader, whoever he or she is, over the taint of fraud. Do you get a feeling there's an effort to stack the deck against you? No, not at all. I think this is an unusual race. It's unprecedented in Canadian history. We've never had in any party, in any political contest, an ending where there's 14 candidates in the race. So that causes certain stresses because really what's going on in a leadership race in any political arena, it's a form of civil war. And of course, when it's over, the party has to convalesce around the new leader, and that'll happen in a matter of weeks. But we have to make sure it is not tainted by this fact that there were fraudulent voters in that list. They have to be called now. And the big concern for all of us, and I think we can put politics aside when I say this, and I believe that every candidate feels the same way, and the party does, is when the final list is created, the evening of the 28th, the party goes through an audit process to assure everybody involved and everybody watching that every single name is valid. Okay. Let's move on to some of the issues that matter to Canadians that we've been talking about on this program, and we've had a tremendous amount of response to. Let me start with the motion 103, M103, Islamophobia. Where do you stand on that? I think it's a very weak idea to put this forward and single out a single uh, ethnic race or religion. A huge mistake. We cover this as Canadians and always have. It's in our social fabric. 
we, I don't care what religion you are or what, where you come from or, or, or what your ethnic background is. You're a Canadian to me and to every other Canadian. Why we would, would single out one seems unfair to them and to the rest of religions in Canada. What about the Catholics? What about the Anglicans? What about the Jews? What about everybody else? Why, why are we singling one out? I don't understand it. I think it's a very weak motion. Do you think there's an agenda at play? You know, whatever it is, it's, in my view, a mistake. And I think it should be dropped because I think it's causing a lot of discomfort with everyday Canadians. You know, sometimes governments make mistakes. This is one of them. What would you do about the migrant issue at the border? We're now hearing news story after news story, headline after headline, almost keeping a running count of the numbers of people who are entering Canada from the United States on the ground between the border crossings. Uh, circumventing the safe third country uh, agreement, what would you do, what would your reflexive instinct be to do about that? Well, we have two options, which Trudeau has done neither. In fact, he made a huge mistake last December. He, he took away the visa requirement for Mexicans, and all of a sudden, as Trump has put pressure on illegal Mexicans in the U.S., we have a new migration coming into Canada. I am not against uh, immigration. I, how can I be? I'm an immigrant. I'm an Irish, uh, Irish Lebanese. And so... What we need to do is, is stop this because it's unfair to the people that are trying to enter the country legally. The loophole in the law has to be closed by Trudeau. Think about this. The, loop, the law says if you come into a port of entry and the officer asks you, are you in an immigration or refugee status process in the U.S., and you answer, yes, we turn you back. Why is it they can walk in the border without even any papers and then jump the queue for the people they're trying to get in legally? And what's worse, and so unfair to Canadians, they actually get better health care status than the Canadian does. They tap into our welfare system, and they play the game of going through seven different applications before they're rejected in the refugee status, hire a lawyer, and play the game for another seven years at a cost of $500,000 per person to Canadian taxpayers. Of course I'm against it. So are most rational Canadians. It's unfair. Trudeau has made a huge mistake on this, and he should fix it. What would you do? He's a weak leader, and he won't do it. What would you do? I would immediately, at this point, go back to the U.S. and say, look, we've got a problem. And the reason you should care, Homeland Security came up here, and actually, I've got to answer it this way. The, The Minister of Public Safety, Ralph Goodale, was asked this specific question last Saturday by... Solomon, and he came back, and there must be some kind of a disease you get in Ottawa if you're a politician long enough, because he spun an answer for eight minutes and said nothing. What I would do is go back to Homeland Security and say, look, we've got to modify this. We have to apply the same rules we apply at the border of entry to the entire 49th parallel. If people come across the border and we ask them specifically, are they in a refugee status, we're turning them back to you as we would in every port of entry. Do you agree, yes or no? If they don't, we have to take matters into our own hands. We either have a border or we don't. But I think our American friends have the same problem we have. They don't want to see it in reverse. They don't want to see people crossing the Canadian border into the U.S. We don't want either way. We want a border. We want to process a border with a legitimate claim. That's who we are as Canadians. This is a migration occurring. And this is the wintertime. Those images of people crossing frozen rivers with their children, it's so unsafe, so unfair. They're being encouraged by lawyers to do this, to breach the law and take advantage of the loophole. It's a big mistake. We've got to fix it as Canadians. Out of respect for the people that are trying to come into the country legally, that's what matters. So are you hearing a man you want to see as Prime Minister of Canada when you listen to Kevin O'Leary? M103, he disagrees with and uh, on the border issue, you'd go back to the Americans. 
and work out a, a more workable, usable agreement. Our border cannot be porous. The safe third country agreement, the way it's written, is nonsensical. If you turn people back at a border crossing where there's personnel, but you allow them in to make a refugee claim between those border crossings, which will eventually be rejected, um, the, the agreement is almost not worth the paper it's written on. So that is how Kevin O'Leary would deal with, uh, with the migrant issue. And M103 he completely disagrees with. And he doesn't believe there's anything in the way of a conspiracy against him within the Conservative Party of Canada, the leadership candidates. I'm not so sure. Well, conspiracy might be a, a bit of a heavy word, but uh, there's not a tremendous amount of expressed affection for Mr. O'Leary among his fellow candidates. They've challenged him on his lack of French, uh, avoiding debates, using a private plane. There's just this resentment against Kevin O'Leary, and maybe because he's not from the political establishment. My number is 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. When you listen to Kevin O'Leary, do you hear a man you'd like to see as Prime Minister of Canada? Is he somebody you would support, could support, or somebody you would say you can't support? Maybe there are people who have changed their views of Mr. O'Leary over the last several months. Either way. Now you're for him, you weren't previously, or you were for him previously, and you're not now. When you hear Kevin O'Leary, do you hear a man who has what it takes to be the next Prime Minister of Canada? 1-800-263-2428. Give me a call.